Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 23rd of December. Two more days. For some reason, I, I keep thinking Christmas is Thursday, but it's Wednesday. <laughs> So you've got two days to put yourself together here, or about a day and a half, actually. But either way, it's a beautiful time of year. It's a time of year where passions are high, feelings are high, time goes by fast. We're seeing our families, we're seeing our friends in a different light. We look at ourselves, how much have we grown in the last year? We have to tell people when they say, how are you doing this year, and you start describing, but there's something different about us when we focus on love, when we are focusing on what works in life. And when we meet people, even people we know, and we know very well, even people we see every day, when we are calmer, We not only feel different, we look different, we behave differently, we are more patient, we become better listeners, because when we are the love we already are, and we can accept that, we become the example for ourselves that we can live to tell about it, that we're not vulnerable. We don't have to think of everything we've done wrong first, but maybe everything we've done pretty good in our lives. When we don't feel weird about that, when we don't feel like it is foreign for us to accept ourselves, to be okay with who we are. That's when we change. It's not a change you can plan. It's not like, oh, well, I'm going to be nicer to myself. That lasts a day or two, maybe. It's like that diet that you're going to start tomorrow. What happens? Tomorrow keeps getting extended to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, and your future becomes, I'm going to go on a diet. And there's going to be that magic day where I'm really going to do it. But that definition of crazy, doing the same thing and expecting different results over and over again, just tells you that you don't really want the change you're chasing. But this is a different kind of change. It's a growth. It's still a change because we will change. That's why we're here. We're here to change. But loving ourselves, and I can tell you firsthand after seeing Christ, how much loving myself even came with so much baggage that I didn't even know it was there. But once you find, like, why do I do that? 
Why do I put myself down when someone compliments me? Why can't I say thank you? Because I have to tell you, if somebody compliments you and you take away their compliment, that extension of, hey, I notice you, I know this is good about you, and they felt it enough to tell you about it. And then you take it away and say, oh, no, no, you know, and you try to prove them wrong. Not only did you sell yourself on that not being true, now you are trying to sell others on that not being true. And people say, oh, they're so humble. Oh, they worry so much. They're such good people. I don't want to be around someone who worries a lot. Because when I worry a lot, I don't want to do anything. I'm too scared to do this. I'm too scared to do that. And I won't take this chance. When I take away a compliment and I don't say thank you, my thinking says I don't even deserve a compliment. I'll just do my best and know it in my heart. But if somebody says anything, I'll take it away. So when we don't live in love and somebody gives us love, we will push it away because it does feel weird to us to accept love, to accept sharing, to accept the compliment to accept somebody helping us. The baggage that comes with us loving ourselves is the invisible block between being able to say, hey, you know what? My, my life is worth being here. Why do I think everybody else's life is worth being here? My life is worth being here. What do I want to do with this life of mine that I got? This gift. I wake up and I have all the same factors in the world that everybody else does. Why do I take it in the way I do? Not good or bad, just why do I take it in the way I do? Why do I notice what isn't working? Why don't I notice what is? Why do I like this kind of food? Oh, because that was what I ate when I was a kid, and that was comfort food. Is that food still serving me well? I don't know, but I like it. I'm used to it. But when we come from love, we say, hey, that food isn't serving me well anymore. Just like I got used to this, I can get used to something else, but I have to at least put forth the effort. Because our baggage, they have a psychological term called the ball and chain from generation to generation. I don't hear it as much now because I'm not around or I'm not in that age when I'm hanging around with young, new married couples like I was. 
who wanted to live exactly the way their parents lived, especially when we come from the Midwest and we meet other Midwesterners like I did when I came to California. And, you know, there's a lot about tradition there. But what's happened to us is the traditions that we could keep were all love-based, how we loved each other. Because the world has changed in all of our lifetimes. If you're 40 or older, the world has completely changed from when we were a child. Because if you're 40 or older, you were not born at this fast-paced rate of thinking, doing, being, acting, where we bypass love, we bypass truth, we bypass our innocence to get where we're going. And now we're like putting on the brakes. It's like a screech. It's like, boosh, and we just hit a wall. And we said, wait a minute, I can't feel a darn thing. And the things I do feel, I don't share. Because who am I going to share it with? I remember when I first got Christ. I didn't know who to tell. And the people I did tell looked at me in such a way, not in a bad way, but like they sucked it in and they were like, oh, thank God, I'm hearing this. But don't tell anybody else. They will not understand. So on top of my own fear of love, pure love, I now took theirs with me. Even though I wasn't buying it, I bought it enough for it to shape my behavior. That's how little love was talked about or shared. And even till this day, 2019, for the people who are hearing this brand new, they do the same thing. They get very protective of me. They're afraid if I go out there, they do not realize how much strength I have behind that love. Because I'm gentle, I'm, I'm kind, I don't hurt people, but I never did that before. But the strength behind it now is what is different. I always loved the way I do. I always cared about others the way I do. But people taught me how to handle that love, how to shape it in a way that I can deal with what comes back at me because I never took into account other people's expectations of what they thought love was or what they may have wanted from me for that love. And that's part of what scares us. Because when we love, we feel like that's reserved for (laughs) this small group of people in our lives. But that's not what love is. That, That is love, but it's the relationships that are different. It's the number of experiences you've had that's different between that and someone you don't know very well. 
But the way you love doesn't actually change. Anyone you get to know to a certain level, even though you may not be able to have the kind of relationship that somebody else may want from you, you cannot change the way you love. But when we build strength behind it, we understand which battles are ours and which aren't, which situations are ours and which aren't, by knowing what we are naturally attracted to. We can be the loves we are everywhere we go. Because the strength behind it understands that whatever love we share, that's what we leave with others. And that is what propels us as a team. It's like doing this show. None of us feel weird about the love we share, about the truth we share, about the purity of our conversations. Some people may say, oh, no, no, that doesn't work. And I say, well, try it. How do you know? Or you're too soft. Seriously? Did you ever interact with me in a way where I didn't have to be soft, but I still came from love? Love is not weakness. It is a strength. Learning to say no is the biggest strength love has. Just knowing what's mine and what isn't. It makes you look at your time differently because do I love this or not? Where we spend our time, if you want to know who you are, go through what you do every day. What are you doing with your time? And if you're not doing something you love with your time, you will understand why you may feel grumpy or resentful or upset with others. Because a lot of it has to do with how well you organize and manage the time that you get in this lifetime. Really think about that. Because to be the love that you are without apology. Can you imagine we have apologies for love and feeling weird about love? All goes back to you and self-care and self-love. Self-love is acceptance. Self-care is the acceptance in action. Think about that. Self-love is you accepting yourself, which turns into self-care, which is the acceptance in action. Now you're behaving that way. A great example would be there's a mother and daughter, and the mother hits an impasse in life as she's growing older. And the daughter takes notice and says, hey, you know what, mom? Did you notice you hold on to things too long? With love, I say, wow, you know what? I think you're right. I think I've always done that. That seems to be one of those things I've never really gotten a grasp on. But I need to learn how to let go better. That's when 
You have confidence in who you are. Now, let's say that mother did not have confidence in who she was. And her daughter said, hey, mom, do you realize that you hold on to things a little bit too long? Oh, no, I don't. Why would you say that to me? Where did I do that? Tell me. Give me one example of me doing that. And then the daughter gets defensive and says, you do it all the time. And then instead of it being a conversation, it is a personal attack of defenses, vulnerability, shame, of just being who we are. Those two conversations were very different. But those two conversations were the same topic. But depending on what we carry inside of us is going to be our reaction. Now, there would be two different outcomes for that day or that conversation. The mom and the daughter would feel like, wow, thank you for noticing and thank you for caring enough about me to tell me. Or all you ever do is pick out what I do wrong. All we ever talk about is what we're not doing, and I'm tired of it, and I don't want to see you, because we always fight. Yeah. So we never got to the acceptance and action part, because the acceptance of ourselves, the self-love, did not happen. It's the fork in the road over and over and over again. Our reactions answer all of the questions we have about ourselves. Why did I react that way? When we come from love towards ourselves, that same argument the mom may have had with her daughter would be a direct reflect of what goes on in our head. When we think, We want to do what we want, and we don't want to tell anybody. We want to hide the things we enjoy, because if they knew we enjoyed us, ourselves, that they would have something to either take away from us, take on us. We feel very vulnerable if people know what we like or what we love. We're so wired to complaining that we we hide our good. And I've met people who've done it. Everything they enjoy, they do on their own, and and then they hang out with the family when they have to. So what does the family get from them? They sure don't get the happiness. But what if you shared those things you love with your family? Then they get to say, wow, mom really loves doing that. Or my partner really loves doing that. And the more they know about you, the more you allow people in, in the parts that you love most of life, love only propels pure love. And our purest love is when we do what we enjoy, even if it's sitting in a corner on a couch with a blanket and a book. And we just sit there and read for hours. 
And sometimes people don't feel like they can do that because they feel like the family needs them all the time, that they cannot sit down. Or the father feels he has to stay at work to bring home a few extra dollars. But it all goes back the way we love. How to be that love is how we manage our time. Because then it's not about feeling weird at all. I started this show with saying you would be an example of love. Love is calm. It's reassuring that things will work out. It assesses and it evaluates and then it makes a decision. When we don't feel that love, what we do is we make a decision without being calm, without reassessing things, and then making an assessment, and then evaluating it. That sounds all like the same thing, but they are different. And then we make a decision. Once we do something, we actually know why we're doing it. And just, well, I needed this and I had to get it done. And then everything falls apart and we start pointing fingers and blaming people. But truly, we just didn't take our time making the decision. I know people who bought the the wrong things because they thought it did one thing, but it did another thing. Then they get home and now they have to return it and it goes on and on. People who married the wrong people. Well, there is no wrong, but they needed the lesson people because they didn't wait to get to know them. They thought they knew everything they needed to. That, that saying, depending on how old you are, haste makes waste, comes to mind a lot when we are not stable in how we love ourselves. When we don't take the time, the calm, the assessment, the reassuring, the evaluating to make a decision. At the end of it, we go, gosh, I knew that in the beginning. Why did I keep going? Because I thought I could fix it. I thought I could handle everything. Well, yeah, you could probably handle everything if you're still alive today. But how you handle it is in your hands. Never forget, self-love is is acceptance. But self-care is when we put that acceptance to action. That's where the rubber meets the road. Because that's where we're at the fork in the road, and we can go this way or that way. We can get in an argument and blow this person off. We cannot tell the truth as to what's going on in our lives or what's wrong. We can live with it and carry it. But now we've made a choice to say that our time is not valuable enough for us to solve things along the way. That our time is just to be rushed and pressured and stressed. And then you wake up the next day and go, gosh, I wonder why I couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't sleep last night. My mind was racing. I'm like, yeah. What are you doing with your time? 
to be the love that we are in the beginning takes a lot of time because we need to pay attention to why we react the way we do. How do we transition from one situation to another? Do we go back and let people know, hey, you know what? This is where I'm at. This is what I plan to do. That it matters to. Do we have faith that we will be okay no matter what? Because when we feel those things, when we know what's ours and what isn't, when we know that we can care for ourselves, when we have the faith that we'll make it through, when we build bridges of transition, all of that gives us a way to be who we are. Unfortunately, for a lot of us, we were taught to hide who we are and be what everybody else thought we should be so that everybody else would be happy with us. And then we find out later in life that we don't know who we are because we packed that away and put it in a, in a cabinet in the house and it's all the way in the back, the stuff that you don't even know is there anymore. So when we start to pull it out and we start to slowly be ourselves, it does feel weird because now you're like, well, why am I wasting, wasting my time on that? I have to do this and get that done. I remember as a child, my parents were so strict and I loved my parents beyond telling. And I honestly felt as a child, even as a teenager, that for me to have the life that I, I wanted in my heart, the real life, the real person that I was, that my parents would have to die because there would be no way they would accept who I was. And I didn't want them to die. So I did everything they asked me. All the way down to how I got married. The biggest decision of my life, I gave away. Because I felt that who I was was someone no one could accept. And all it was was me with freedom. Me to decide what school I wanted to go to. Me to decide who I wanted to marry. Or who I dated. Those decisions were not mine to be had. And it was so ingrained in me and in my culture that I felt like I either had to run away, which I did in the middle of the night, in my early 20s as an adult. Because that's how far away from me my individuality was. And I used to think it was only those Arabic people, those Muslim people, because I didn't even have time to explore outside of my community. And then I found out that everybody does that, but in a different way. Everybody had to hide themselves in a closet. You know, they say coming out of the closet now that has a whole sexual thing attached to it or a way of life attached to it. 
but I'm talking about us just being ourselves. That's why the baggage shows up when we are ourselves. That's why Christ asked me, who would you be if everyone who knew you did not know you? Because the influence and that narrow road that we're supposed to be walking on chokes us. And left us not even being able to breathe. Now we all have anxiety because there was no room to take even a deep breath. We wake up early. We sleep late. We eat food that doesn't have a huge nutritional base enough to feed our bodies. So our bodies are suffering. Our minds are suffering. What do we do with our time? And does it feed the biggest part of us, which is love? Because love is our guide. And if we're not feeding it, it cannot feed us back. And if we are feeding it, we feel weird. So we go back to the other way. Let yourself feel weird. Let yourself accept who you are so that you can put that acceptance into action. You guys have a great day. I have like 20 seconds left. Have a great Monday. Get yourself together. Christmas is in a couple of days. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.